Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Chapter 21. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, discussion of Revelation and that it's been a little bit more understandable to you. I'm hoping. Verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The new earth is much more than simply a globe made new. It is also a new society, a new way of living. It is a place where God may dwell. It is a state of being in which there is no death, sorrow, or pain. It is a habitation for the heirs of God. In section 88 it says, Therefore it must needs be sanctified from all unrighteousness, that it may be prepared for the celestial glory. For after it hath filled the measure of its creation, it shall be crowned with glory, even with the presence of God the Father, that bodies who are of the celestial kingdom may possess it forever and ever. For for this intent was it made and created, and for this intent are they sanctified. And again, verily I say unto you, the earth abideth the law of a celestial kingdom, for it filleth the measure of its creation, and transgresseth not the law, therefore, or wherefore it shall be sanctified, yea, notwithstanding it shall die, it shall be quickened again, and shall abide the power by which it is quickened, and the righteousness shall inherit it. The righteous shall inherit it. In other words, the earth will die, but then get resurrected. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was a there was no more sea. Seas shall no longer separate islands and continents as at present. All the land surface of the earth shall be united into one body like as it was in the days before it was divided, as it was during the days of the Garden of Eden. Uh, verse number two, and I saw John, and, and I John saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. In Revelation 21, it appears that John is seeing the heavenly New Jerusalem descend after the final battle when Satan is cast away forever, while in Moses 7, it seems that the city will descend before the millennium. Perhaps the Lord may send the holy city <clears throat> down at the beginning of the millennium, remove it during the final time of wickedness on the earth, because the earth may not be worthy to have the city pres present in that period, and finally restore it to its rightful place after Satan is conquered and cast out for good. And that's from understanding Revelation. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and he be their God. In other words, this is the celestial kingdom. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And by the way, Jesus is also everything in between. And I will give unto him that, uh, that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Again, we have some temple image. Remember that the temple in Jerusalem will have water coming out from it and that will actually seal, that will heal the Dead Sea. Uh, and so this water is uh, is from Jesus Christ and also the Holy Ghost. Verse 7, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. God is assuring us of a close relationship with him. We will be with him forever in the celestial kingdom. Verse 8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and liars 
shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So these are the celestial people. This is both a warning and an invitation, a warning that those who do not repent of ungodliness will not be able to enjoy the sweet existence of, on the new paradisiacal earth, and an invitation to turn from such wickedness. Again, that was from understanding the book of Revelation. After the separation of the body and spirit, which is, is the natural death, the wicked and ungodly die a second death, a spiritual death, meaning that they are cast out of the presence of the Lord and are dead as pertaining to things of righteousness, which are the things of the spirit. But when those, who were, but when those here designated have suffered for their own sins, after they have paid the utmost farthing in hell, after they have suffered the wrath of Almighty God until the fullness of times, they shall come forth in the second resurrection and receive their inheritance in the celestial kingdom. That is the allotted period of their spiritual death shall cease. Death and hell shall deliver up the dead which are in them, and all men except the sons of perdition shall receive their part in the kingdoms which are prepared. Thus these vessels of wrath are the only ones on whom the second death shall have any power after the resurrection, meaning the sons of perdition. <clears throat> Verse 9, And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Again, back to verse 2, he says, huh? Verse 11, Having the glory of God in her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone. Remember that the jasper stone is the last stone on the breastplate of Aaron clear as crystal, meaning that the city will be beautiful. The celestial city will shine like a precious stone in the same way the earth will shine when it is celestialized. Verse 12, and had a wall great and high and had 12 gates and at the gates 12 angels. It may be that these angels represent the angels Brigham Young described when he defined the temple uh, when he defined the temple endowment, your endowment is to receive all those ordinances in the house of the Lord which are necessary for you after you have departed this life to enable you to walk back to the presence of the Father, passing the angels who stand as sentinels, being enabled to give them the key words and signs and tokens pertaining to the holy priesthood, and gain your eternal exaltation in spite of earth and hell. Continuing verse 12, And names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. We enter Zion through the gate of, or by membership in, one of the twelve tribes of Israel. On the on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. This is the same description that we find in the chap in, in Ezekiel chapter 48 of the temple um, that he had the vision of. He says uh, in, in Ezekiel, he says, and these are the goings out of the city on the north side, 4,500 measures, and the gates of the city shall be after the names of the tribes of Israel, three gates northward, one gate of Reuben, one gate of Judah, one gate of Levi, and so on. So he names the each of the tribes on each of the gates. Verse 14, And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city. Remember I mentioned earlier that measuring meant that it was protected. And the gates thereof and the wall thereof, that which is measured is protected by God. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And, the, and he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs, or a stadia. A stadium was about 607 English feet, or about 185.2 meters. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And this is about 1,381 miles. So it's, uh, it's 1,381 miles wide um, 
and, and also high. And he measured the wall thereof an hundred and four and four hundred and forty and four cubits according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. So this is about 216 feet tall is what the wall is. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the first and the foundation of the wall of the city was garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third Chalcedony, the fourth, an emerald. He's, he's, uh, these stones are similar to those in Exodus, one stone for each of the tribes of Israel. The fifth, sardonyx, the sixth, sardius, the seventh, chrysolite, the eighth, beryl, the ninth, the topaz, the tenth, the chrysoprasus, chrys <laughs> I'm not sure how to say that one, the eleventh, adjacent, and the twelfth, an amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, this is where we get the pearly gates from, I guess. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. Uh, this is from uh, Millet McConkie. Here is a city in size and dimensions in splendor and glory, which is so far beyond human experience or comprehension that there is no way to convey to the finite mind what the eternal reality is. Hence the expression relative to precious stones, to streets of gold, and to pearly gates. It is noteworthy that the city is cubic in shape, calculated on the basis of 606 feet, 9 inches to the furlong. Its outer limits will stretch nearly 1,400 miles in length and breadth and height. This means there will be approximately 2 million, no, 2 billion 744 million cubic miles of dwelling space within its sacred portals. Um, that goes up into the atmosphere of the earth. So uh, somehow this is, I wonder if it's just symbolic. Anyway, I don't know. Verse 22, and I saw no temple therein. All the genealogy work has been done and everyone has been sealed. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it and the Lamb in the, is the light thereof. We will also have light so there won't be any need for the sun and the moon on the earth that we live on. In, in the celestial kingdom. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Kings are those who have been exalted, the kings and priests from the temple. And the gates of it shall not be shut all day by not, uh, at all by day, for there shall be no night there. God is the light of the city, and they, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And that's the people of the celestial kingdom.